This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. No grudges. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. May you have a great one. May you have a wonderful one. May it be better than the last year. 2020 was a year. And I realized as I was writing something the other day that 2020, in addition to being an unprecedented year in so many different ways, was actually literally a long year. 2020, in addition to everything else that happened last year, 2020 was a leap year. So it was literally longer um, than an ordinary year. Of course it was. It was 2020. Um, That said, with everything that happened, there's a lot that I'm grateful for. Uh, There was a crazy amount of creative growth and output that I found last year. But I was really struggling at the end of the year. Uh, The last couple of months, I was just kind of down. I don't know if it was seasonal affective disorder or what, but it it was rough. But I'm still grateful to have my health. I'm still grateful for all the things that I do have. And No Grudges, that's the name of the band um, that I'm talking to today. They are a funk punk rock duo from NYC, engaged to be married, and the former leaders of the L-Train band. And uh, my band back in the day, we came up and played a lot of shows together, kind of of prime time. Um, It's been a while. I've seen them go through many different iterations of their band, lineup changes, And when bands uh, break up and go through those changes, it really is kind of like a breakup, like a romantic breakup. It hurts. Uh, But I love the name and concept of their new band, No Grudges, uh, because that's really kind of something I believe in. Um, You know, people hurt us. Sometimes we hurt people. But I really feel like in order for all of us to move forward, having grudges doesn't doesn't do anything for anybody. So I love love the name of their band because it kind of talks about where they've been and where they're going. And I'm really proud of all the work that they're doing. They have a new EP coming out in 2021. So be sure to follow them in the show notes. Follow them on social media, on Instagram, TikTok. Those links will be in the show notes. Um, support them because uh, I really respect their resilience and... I know how talented they are. They they always stood out to me. I was always proud to to play and share lineups with them or see them in other, you know, Brooklyn and, and Manhattan lineups. Um, they've been doing it for a really long time. And so it was really nice to sit down and talk with them. So without further ado, this is Cristala Gonzalez and Gabriel Castellar, and they are no grudges. Let's have a conversation. Hello. Hey. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. How's right, it going? Cool. Hey, Good. We're, we're, we're gonna, let me set up, this up man. a little bit better then. So, Alec, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, long time no see, man. Blast from yeah. the past. For sure. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know how many years it's been. Um, I feel like the last time I might have seen you in person was right before my original lineup of my band um, broke up. And then I had several 
technically still have have the band going, um, but it's a completely different lineup except for one person. Um, okay. And oh, I know wow. that I know that you two um, have been on a similar journey. Um, yeah. So being that, I'm guessing that the new name, the name of the new project probably comes from that whole experience or am I reading yeah. into that? A hundred percent. No, it's a thousand percent correct. <laughs> it's a thousand percent correct. Uh, you know, the, the, the concept of a band, uh, you know, like every, every instrument player has their own perspective, the drummer, the bassist, the, the keys, whatever. Uh, but just from our perspective, from having to have been leaders in each and every of these situations, the only way we've been able to both mentally and spiritually move on is by kind of submitting to that philosophy of no grudges, just leave, leave things in the past. And it has nothing to, it has, it doesn't have only to do with just band members. That's just life, you know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just, I, I actually set up the camera, right. But Cristalo, she she's on point with the visual so that's why she's editing everything so my apologies for the late setup. all good all good um i'm all about the process um i also know you cristala i think i kind of knew this before um but you also have a musical theater background um and then came and then decided to just do yeah. music and that's kind of what happened with me with um i am the third like i was more of an actor before and wow. then um and then yeah during that period of i am the third was just doing that um now i'm actually back acting again too and kind of figuring figuring all of it out you know um but similar it's like everything is a learning lesson and like you know what i mean like the not to say the hits don't hurt sometimes but um yeah but when the dust settles you know it's like you grow and move forward so right 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 Amen. yeah so how are you two doing um you know sorry, I, i'm just sorry. gonna move the camera really quick i'm so sorry <laughs> this is my Lord. life every day <laughs> hold on one sorry second. she just wants to make sure we have there, oh, there we go, go. There we go. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if it was a video or not. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll someone have this ready. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. But yeah, um, how are the two of you doing during all of this? You know, this I know we're all going through this thing, but yeah, how are, <laughs> how are you? How are you doing now is the question really? I mean, I, for me personally, like I, I was actually working in Times Square as a bartender and I was actually about to get promoted to be like a supervisor. And, you know, it was also around the time that we were like, okay, L train's just not working. And it, it was, it was more than just like, okay, these band members going in and out. It, it, it was also just like the name wasn't working anymore. So I was like, okay, let's just end it. And then after when we ended it, I just felt like I went through like an emotional roller coaster. And I was just like, okay, like, do I, do I want to be a supervisor like full time and like, and not do music? Like it, it felt like a weird 
thing at the moment and then the whole pandemic happened so I feel like it was like a weird thing of like this of God's way saying like no you have to do music so we actually launched no grudges in April like the height of the pandemic so we've been busy we just we just do like streams every single week and um you know we just shot a music video and um doing photo shoots it's crazy it's a little crazy because it's a pandemic but we're doing work yeah man we're keeping busy yeah we're, we're keeping busy that's exactly that that defines everything right now you know we're we're feeling great like we're doing yeah. far better than we've ever done in our lives to be honest like just sitting home all day in the pandemic it's like it, it was just a, a time of reflection for everyone everyone in the world you know yeah. and it made you realize like are, are you grateful for the fact that you're breathing right now are you grateful for the for the fact that you, you can stay home and you have food and we, we have you know recording equipment and we can do all these things like I, I had to just reflect upon that and I've never been a I've never been happier to be honest yeah um, why don't the two of you um, kind of introduce yourselves um, and kind of how you two met and yeah, however, however you want to take that, um, just like for backstory, for context, <laughs> people listening. The backstory of how we met. Um, well, music, music is the thing that really brought us together and uh, I was actually in choir with his sister and I was really cool and really close with her and we used to like have choir together we were in dance company together I was just spending a lot of time with her and I always used to kind of see Gabriel like there was a time like where I just see him after school and they had to go home together and my my first thing of Gabriel was I saw him perform like at a at a uh, winter concert and he had a solo and he just like ripped and like all the girls went crazy so I was just like oh he's just like a show-off kind of guy that gets all the girls and whatever so I was like I don't want to get mixed into that kind of thing <laughs> and, it, and it was <laughs> but it, it was it was a it was a funny thing because i was just like oh no like like i rolled my eyes and then all the girls were like screaming i was like oh i'll never like that but i i think um once we started doing a lot of shows together and we started hanging out more and i started to like really get to know him and it was actually through a Paramore song that we were rehearsing together that we just kind of fell in love with each other it, it, during I, that time. It should, our story needs to be made into a movie. It's so 2005 emo. Like, we, <laughs> like I had, like, you know, the comb over hair, and, like, she did too, and we, we like, like, we, we, I think before we started dating, did we draw on each other's converse? I think we did. Yeah, like we, we had converse. We had converse, and we were like, "Hey, good luck, rock star." I was like, "Yo, let me send your converse. I hope the best for you." And I was just like, once I heard her sing, I was, I was her fan instantly. She, she had this vibe like this in high school. I, I when I saw her, and I hope I say this right because I, I was seventeen at the time. You were sixteen, 
<laughs> she came off to me just like as a fully grown human. Like she was just, some people, some artists are just born like, they are fully developed like in the, in the, the vibe sense, like as an artist, like she just, to me, she was like an, a rock star. I was like, man, I want to get to hang out with this girl. I want to get to know her. And then we just fell in love naturally. Like it, it is truly in many ways, like the perfect story. We didn't, we, we were trying to avoid each other because we had our little, you know, all, you know, she thought I was like a guitarist that was too cool for anyone. And then <laughs> I thought she was like this yes. like untouchable singer. I was like, she's too perfect. And then we just, we've been unseparable since. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time seeing you was on that show. It was like one of the Halloween shows um, in the motorcycle club. Like in oh! Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> like we, Silvana, we, we, with Silvana. With Silvana. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was a great night. Um, our, wow. Like, and I remember, I can't remember the, like, I can't remember any, like, the only thing I remember, I remember Silvana. I remember your set. I remember our set. And, like, I remember in between there was like dubstep and like the place, like the acoustics were like way too loud for that place. Yeah, and there yeah. wasn't like a backstage. So it was, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, but yeah, but I do remember you two like locking in on stage and like kind of seeing this magic, like both of you individually and like together and be like, okay, like, I, I saw it, you know what I mean? Um, and so then it's like, you know, every piece of a band is important, but, like, to me, you two were always, like, the essence of L-Train. Uh, also, I want to call out, like, I loved that name, L-Train, um, just because <laughs> of, like, what Bushwick means to me and all this stuff. Um, but it's funny because you're like, yeah, the L-Train name wasn't working when like the L train wasn't working for a while. Don't, don't start me on the puns because that was the whole <laughs> interview. We were out of service. We stopped going local, <gasps> everything. I, I, you know me, you know my Facebook. It is pun city. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm, known, I'm known to punish people, you know, from time to yeah! time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny <laughs> oh man yeah I, I i always try to get him to say one joke during during a stream but like sometimes it fails and the audience is like i don't get it the worse the joke <laughs> the better so where are you doing um like where are you doing these streams primarily are you using instagram primarily facebook um kind of what what have you found and what are you thinking? I know Facebook also is like changing up some rules re like soon. Apparently, but it's not. Uh, apparently, Facebook is, I mean, we, we've been doing it on Facebook. Um, but I don't know. The, the whole thing with Facebook is I was kind of confused because originally it, it seemed more like it, it really is geared towards people that are DJing that are using samples of other people's stuff. So I'm not really sure. I don't really think it really applies to us. You know, like I, I think 
we kind of blew it out of proportion a little bit, but I could be 100% wrong. But in the event that we can't use Facebook, we'll probably switch over to YouTube. I, I think, um, you know, we definitely do want to put out more content on YouTube and we'll probably do more covers and things like that. If that's okay, if we can do covers or not, who knows? But we, we've been we've been liking to you know to put a little spin on our covers and stuff like that. Yeah, it's been a blast being able to live stream on on Facebook. That that's been the the best format. Just like in regards yeah. to quality, sound quality, that that uh, yeah. particular uh, social media platform has sounded the best. However, to comment back on the what's going on with the algorithm. I think that they, they, are, they have been already kind of downplaying the live streaming musicians because we're making money. So Facebook, all that Facebook is, is like a, what is it? It's a literal platform. So think about right. if you're on the subway platform, like when people start seeing you make a lot of money, other buskers will set up in your spot. Or maybe like, you know, yeah. if there's too much chaos, you know, you'll, you'll have to leave, you know, a cop will stop you, but like, listen, there's too many people crowding. So it's, this is just a, a battle us artists have been facing since millennia is like wherever we're setting up, who, if that person owns the, that spot that you're standing on or that platform that you're streaming from, yep. they want their cut too. And I don't, I don't think that that's wrong, but with that said, like, the average musician is not making right wage. So yeah. they have to cut us some, uh, some slack. There has to be an in-between. I, I was hearing Spotify CEO has like two, two and a half million dollars or something. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The thing, I mean, that's like talking about like the reflection, things have to change. I mean, we know a lot of things have to change, but I think for artists, in general, things have to change. And it's like on the one hand, yeah, I'm grateful, like you said, to be alive, to be able to have the opportunity to like share and, but at the same time, yeah, at the same time, I want everybody to be paid fairly, you know? Um, and at the same time, I want things to be accessible to people who can't like afford to pay. I want them to be, able to like access art, theater, music, whatever as well, you know, education, you know, I can go on a, on a tangent with that, but. I agree with that. Yeah. Music, music needs to be put in my opinion under the same umbrella and protections as religion is. In mm -hmm. my opinion, what we do is religious, not, not that we have to believe in a deity to practice music or to study music, but the purpose behind playing music, that's very hard to explain. Why, why does anyone sing? Why does anyone pick up an instrument? Why? Yeah. That, 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 what, how do you explain that? I can't. I can't tell you why my mind saw a guitar and I was like, I want to learn that. I cannot. So yeah. it's the same with like a belief in God. Like, how can you explain what you believe? You can't break it down. It just, it's from the inside. So I feel that we, we need to be protected under similar tax guidelines and we need those you know, if we meet certain standards, if we're employed musicians or we regularly gig, you know, we we need some protection. And, it, and it's hard out here for us. It's really hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I hope I'm not selling too crazy. I, no, I, I feel like it was it was already hard, like, to begin with. So it's like now that this has happened, like, even think about people that perform on Broadway, like, what they're going through right now. It's, it's, it's a lot. And especially our music venues, like, what's going to happen to our music venues, you know? Like, yeah. I... I've been, you know, trying my best to make sure that other people know, like, hey, like, donate on this page or donate on this page, you know, like, try to help out, like, as much as we can, you know, like, a place like The Bitter End, like, really, like, The Bitter End could close, like, that's, like, that's, like, a huge part of New York City history that we, we have to keep alive, you know? That became one of my, like, favorite places, like, in the last five years was, like, The Bitter End for like the history and like, yeah, like thinking of, you know, when I was talking about when we met and like different shows we played, like Spike Hill doesn't exist anymore. And in Brooklyn, that was right off of the Williamsburg L stop. And yeah. it was a place that was great. Like as a musician, you had street traffic, you yeah. usually had, at the most a $10 cover, but like a lot of times free or $5, but a lot of times free shows. And so people would walk by and just come in and listen. So as like an artist, that's good. But also as a person, like that's cool to like get off the L, maybe you're walking home and, oh, let me like pop in. Oh, that's my new favorite band, you know? Um, yeah. And it's gone. It's a Dunkin' Donuts now. Right. Yeah. That's sad. Um, and like, I don't know, did Webster Hall close? Like, I remember it was closing, but I think it just was, like, different management. I never know yeah, what that was. Right, yeah. it reopened briefly under different management. Yeah, but, like, I feel like a lot of the places, like, Spike Hill was, like, unique to, like, Brooklyn, but, like, a lot of places in Manhattan, like, you have big places, then you have DIY places in, in Brooklyn, you know, all over Brooklyn especially, um, but a lot of like places that are kind of like in in between are going, and those are like I, to me the most important places. Like whether we're talking theater, music, art galleries, those like in in between places where it's like a place to like kind of level up, and a place where people like Rockwood, I think, is one of them. It's like a place where people go to listen to music. And it's affordable to go, you know? Right. So. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah, a lot of places around Spike Hill, like, there were a lot of music venues, and they all closed. It was just, it was a weird thing, because I, I think when we originally started L Train, there was, like, a bloom in that area where Spike Hill, like, around Bedford Avenue, we even wrote a song called Bedford Avenue because that was like the area to hang out. And I, it, it's a really weird thing. I, I do feel like the music scene, the music scene has changed a lot since then. And that was like the hip area where all the hipsters went and like everybody hung out and it was like the party area. It was the area to see live music and there were so many great bands and it's like that whole area just completely has changed. Like it's died. Like it doesn't exist anymore. And I don't know. It's, it's such like a weird shift. Like I know some people say rock and roll is dead. It's not dead, but it's, it's like a weird shift. There's a shift 
happening and it i don't know it's it's kind of sad to say like it, it felt like it was a trend like it was a trend to live in Williamsburg and to be like, I'm from New York, I'm a New York City band. Like, it was it was like a really weird thing that happened, like, I think in 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all of our yeah. bands, including I Am The Third, which by the way, man, I, I really miss hearing your voice and seeing you guys, like, I, I, I had many nights where like, I was so uplifted by your set, so just wanna note that. <laughs> Thank you, you know, feelings <laughs> mutual. That's why it's great to sit down. Thank you. Yeah. But um, I think what's going on now, and maybe it's uncomfortable for, you know, musicians to talk about, is that there's a lot more s- separation in these different neighborhoods. What, what, what I thought what was cool about New York City was that the rich and the middle and the poor, we all hung out at the same spot. So it was like right. all those so- societal structures left the door. It's like you, you, you hung out with a dude that was from, you know, from Flatbush, and then you're also hanging out with the dude from the Upper West Side, and then all of us are drinking together at Spike Hill. Like, it didn't matter where, what neighborhood you were from or your financial background or your ethnic background. Right. But now I think what's going on is that these punk rock venues, like the ones like Spike Hill, they still exist, but only certain kinds of people are going. Like, I feel like now when I go into a bar, there's like one kind of person that, at that bar or in, the, in that restaurant. Now our neighborhoods are more yeah, segregated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the one thing that I feel like is not punk rock. Like if you're here to enjoy the show or if a group of kids like a certain music, it shouldn't matter, you know, oh, you know, well, they need to pay, you know, more than $25 a ticket or this rule or that rule or this zoning law or that zoning law. I think what happened was like after our our era, which is like the early 2010s when our bands came out somewhere in the middle 2015, 2016, like somebody was like, you know what? New Yorkers are having too much fun. All the nineties and eighties kids are having too much fun. Let's destroy it. I guess that's the real estate agency. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying all this, you know, cause like, I, I I always speak my mind a little too clearly, but that's what I what I envision happened is like now everyone has their little club or their little clique as opposed to people like blending. I met so many people in those days that I still know so many different kinds of people. I don't find myself meeting that many new people. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like now is the time to speak on it, though. Right now, like. Yeah now's the time to speak um and i feel i hope i hope i have hope i also have concerns for like what's coming next but with the whole pandemic pausing everything and some people like leaving the city things being shut down right now like it it is scary as far as like what's gonna open back up but i hope and I think there will be an opportunity for kind of a, a resurgence of, of art and like art that's like important and that's about bringing people together. And I think it's gonna be a hard time in New York, but I think it's gonna be a very exciting time for artists, you know? Oh, the music that's gonna come out <laughs> of this pandemic is yeah. gonna crush the top 40. We're already doing it now. There's incredible music out there. It, it, it's just the algorithm. 
The algorithm is God. And we have to find a way around that. Not that we have to destroy social media, because I, 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 I have many jobs today. I've done a lot of sessions because of social media. But that can't be the only tool. We have to have other ways that we support each other, that we learn, which is, I, I think, comes from the old school. They used to pass around tapes. They used to meet up at these clubs. Yeah. Or things were local. Keep things local. And mm-hmm. we can grow. We can bring that resurgence back. So speaking of that, where's the best place for people to follow you? Um, Do you have a website? And when do you usually do like your live streaming shows? Okay, so we do our, so we do have a Facebook, Instagram, our website is going to be coming out soon. So that's soon to come, nogrudges.com. I got really excited that I was able to purchase that link. Really excited about that. Um, well, we're, we're on Instagram at no.grudges, and we're on Facebook, was it uh, No Grudges Music? And yeah, that's, that's really all our platform. Uh, and, and YouTube, can't forget about YouTube. But we're, we're gonna be starting that up again uh, very soon. It's at No Grudges. Uh, we're gonna be doing that very soon. We're, we're gonna keep that going. And let me also say to you, and I'm also saying this and working on this for myself, but definitely, I mean, it's good that you have the, the domain. Um, yeah. And anybody listening, like if you aren't ready to build a website, but you have a thing, buy the domain if it's available. I'm the third guy bought out, like we lapsed years ago. That was around one of the breakups. Um, so the original domain got bought out. So also make sure that you have... Make sure that your contact info is up to date. That's like a whole other story. Um, but I would say the thing I was going to tell you that I'm telling myself is like, I have to like get better about collecting email addresses, um, sending out some form of regular newsletter. Um, mm-hmm. Cause that's really a way it's been tried and true forever, but just a lot of us just don't get around to doing it but that's a real way to like kind of take control of building your own platform outside of the social media platforms. Cause those are good, but yeah, like I think TikTok might be chain or it might be the like, I don't know what's going on, but like at any time the platforms can change the rules. Um, so just, yeah, being sure that you're building your own thing so that people can interact with you and you have like control over it, you know? I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna be doing our email. I've been, I've been trying to get around to it myself because we, we do have an old L train mailing list. So I have to see if anyone wants to continue following us with no grudges. And we also we have-, have some new people. Uh, that I want to get we, on that. we have an upcoming single like it's coming out very soon we it, it like within weeks and I think from there we can launch uh, we'll start sending out emails and yeah. start uh, you know getting the corporate side of us a little more upfront uh, yeah. but yeah we've ever since the quarantine we just went we had to like clean up shop clean up house and it's been amazing you know working as a duo. You know, the more people that you add onto a project, it's just human nature. It it gets messier and messier. 
And sometimes, you know, like music musicians, like if you don't see eye to eye, sometimes it's like two, two parties are not, it's like people won't realize like, Hey, you don't have to work with people that don't want to work with you. If you don't see eye to eye with somebody, you just move on and, and, and it's all good. Right. You know? So Crystal and I just kind of realized like our vision was like very specific of what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been working on the most is like the, 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 the creative side, the, just the, you know, who, who are we as artists? What do we want to say musically? And right. yeah, it's been amazing. And what, how would you describe like the type of music that you're making now? Way more bluesier, man. Oh, yeah. I would say it's blue. It's like bluesy. I don't know what, what, what do they call it. Like a bluesy rock. Yeah. Just more, it's more blues rock. We still have our, our alternative funk. You know, we still have funk rock. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I I like to say we have a little bit of punk, funk, and rock. I, I always like to say that because I, I do feel like we have moments where we could get, you know, really aggressive or like in your face, but then we have our moments where we just want to like groove or, but we, we essentially are, I, I feel like, you know, like a rock duo and it's it's been really cool like i i feel like we've grown a lot the last few months and you know i feel like now i'm i feel like i'm a better singer than i was a few months ago i'm studying more i'm learning more about the business more and this is all i'm doing so i'm literally just learning so much like every single day and i have a planner and just mapping everything out so if you see any posts if you see any kind of like advertising, that's all her, you know, she, she's been on it. And, you know, I hate to not, I actually don't hate, I'm very pl- proud to plug this in that our, our uh, cover of uh, just a girl was liked by Tony Canal all due to her. Yeah. Cause she did the work. That's amazing. Like she cried. She called me crying. <laughs> I, I, I was excited. If somebody ended my music my music career there, like if I had to stop, that's it. That's what I live for is being recognized by people like that inspire you. Like, mm-hmm. hey, that's cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, like just speaking of like clarity, it's like, of course, you know, when I think it's important sometimes to think about what you really want like as an artist, like what do you want fame? Do you want like kind of what is it? Why do you want to do it? And like a couple of things is it's clear when you can tell artists that do it because they love it. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have to do it or else you're not living truthfully. Um, And then the other thing for me that definitely resonates with that is like for me, it's like, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't want mm, fame isn't the right word. Cause that has two sides to it. Um, yeah. But like, because we're performers, you want an audience. And of course I would like a larger audience, but for me, what was fun about that time that we were like all coming up is like, the most important thing to me and the thing that 
I think will always be most important to me is the recognition that I want mostly is like from within our arena, from other people doing the art. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just for other artists, but it's like when I see other artists doing great work, I want to like share and elevate them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when another artist who I admire, like, you know, compliments me, it, that means like the most to me, you know? Mm -hmm. I totally get it. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, we've just been working hard. I, it's so crazy. I, I do feel like before the quarantine, like I felt, I just had a lot of baggage and stuff. And now I just feel like I'm having fun with music again. And, you know, our, you know, I just feel like even our, uh, with the streams every single week that we've been having, I, I feel, um, I feel like we've just grown like so much, you know, and we, we have fun every single week and it's a little weird. Like this is a little weird, but I'm thankful that we can do this, you know, like it gives us some kind of peace of mind, you know, cause I, I would love to, be out in a crowd and rock out and have my hair all over the place. Like I, I miss that, but this is cool too. You know, for right now, this is cool. We're going to do whatever, you know, we can do for the moment. And that's, that's all you could really ask for. You know, you, you do your best for the circumstance. And uh, I'll make this quick. The, the number one thing I noticed with just her and I playing together was like, how much we relied on having bass and drums and like i i i tip my hat off to our past members because i think we we were so used to just playing only with them that like crystal and i our bond started like it was like it started becoming kind of odd because we weren't we were depending on other people to come up with like concepts meanwhile we already had our own style like we, we started always wanting to compromise our sound which is a band that's not a bad it's not, i don't mean it's in, in a, a negative thing. in a negative way in a band it's three or four or five people sharing ideas but i think like cristala like the, the universe or the stars are kind of called cristala nights just like come back home and like yeah like just think about the concepts that you and I have and try to make or rather our goals, our goal musically is to try to make our, our songs and our, and our, the riffs and the melodies make them sound full with just two people. That is a beautiful challenge. And that's what, what we've been doing uh, since the quarantine. And it's been amazing. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily miss like, Oh, I need this musician or I need that. Like she's incredible. I can hear this girl sing forever. It's just the voice. The in- the first instrument is the voice. People have to remember that. That's why if you play like this, yeah, it's cool. But if there's no breathing in your phrasing, then you're not playing music. So remember, there's it's all it all starts at the voice. Then you start adding more things on top. Mm-hmm yeah um is there a regular day that you usually do the live streams 
Yes, uh, Thursday at 8 p.m. for right, right now. We might change up the time. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out, but that's the time we've been doing. Yeah. yeah. And like I've uh, actually did a play recently, like a one of those online plays like uh, oh. of um, And I've been doing a lot of creative work. Like I've been doing a lot of writing um, and a lot of like development stuff and then kind of making these songs like kind of quickly and sharing those quickly but they're not oh like the music i've been doing isn't live and a lot of things i've been doing haven't some some have been sort of live um but i'm kind of working on something in like a couple of months that will hopefully like kind of incorporate both music and storytelling um Ooh. And so my question for you, as people who are very experienced with live performance, yeah, uh, the question is, it's kind of, how do you do it? Um, and kind of how do you, and, and I mean, like, how do you interact with the audience when you don't actually get the feedback? I also think if there's any, like, inventor listening, if somebody can figure out how to create an audience room or something, yeah. um, that's like the the missing thing. But like, so what, yeah, what's that experience been like? Um, I feel like the way, the way that I've been doing it, especially like on a platform like Facebook, is that I tell, I know it sounds funny, but like the parts I would try to get the audience to clap. I'd be like, guys, use your clapping emojis. Like, I'm just like, use your clapping emojis or you have like the hearts and the likes, like, like make some noise, like, or, you know, they get their little gifts or whatever, like on, on there on the screen. So I try to get them to like interact as much as, you know, we can, whatever what we have, you know? So sometimes, you know, they, they, they put the clapping emojis, you see them on the side. So I'm like, okay, I know they're, they're still here. They're, they're with us. And, you know, we, we try to do our best that we can like to interact. It, it, it is a little weird. I, I would say in the beginning, it was a little weird. Now we're definitely more in a swing of things, but, um, yeah, I feel like that's that's been a way. I know it's a little weird to be like clapping emojis and just see a whole bunch of clapping emojis everywhere. But yeah, I think that's just been a way. Like you, you really just have to think like there's another person out there looking on the other side, and it's it's a it's been a little bit weird. Like because you never you're not used to like seeing yourself kind of like mirrored and. It's, it's a little bit different. There's a different challenge, but you just have to get used to the new like circumstance. Speaking yeah. of acting, this is what I figured out. This is what my, my, my brain figured out. During the quarantine, we watched a ton of Netflix shows. Like we, we watched like, like at least a good four or five or six full seasons. And what I realized with acting, just regular TV acting, is that Sometimes those people have to be in character and there's no one on the, on the other side. They have to like do a scene and you yeah. may think with the editing that there's somebody there, but no, there's like no one there. They're just at a certain angle. Right. So I started studying actors more, more than musicians because musicians like some musicians look really good on stage and that's incredible. 
like naturally but some musicians like they're not the best people to watch even though their music is incredible so i started looking at myself like a tv show like this is the gabriel cristalo tv show so how without having real humans there how, how do i look like on ca- on oh camera God. and in my as and am I as entertaining as that Netflix show the Netflix show that they just watched? Oh, so I've just been looking at like studying the way different actors, you know, do their scenes on Netflix and like just like I, I started realizing like my body language and mm-hmm. my body type. You know what what's the right way to look right. and like what what's the right way to move? Even if you're sitting down, how can you, how can you still look like you're having fun? Yeah. Like there, I started noticing all that during the quarantine. And I feel like we've, our shows have been getting better and better. You know, I understand there's an art, like she understands the art because she's the singer. Like she's always interacting back and forth. But I feel like, like that starts to become a little too, it's like you're pleasing everyone. I, I kind of feel like an artist to just do their performance, do yeah. it honestly. The same thing that we've always been doing, yeah. especially with me, I've I've had I have years of busking busking experiences where I'd be shredding my face off right next to a person and they're just on their phone. Like that reminds me, and I want I wonder if you could speak to this, Cristala. Like I remember, and by the time like we started playing some shows together, like I was it would like it had like clicked in over that year, but I remember in the beginning like going from acting to like singing, even though I'd done, I like sang songs and character before, like when I first started like performing with the band, I remember like, even though having that experience of like performing, it took me like a few months to like figure out what I was doing, like kind of who I was on stage. And ultimately it's like, I'm me on stage, but it was a it it was a weird. It took a while. Yes, yes. I I, I was like okay. I was like I think I know where he's going in this because mm-hmm. I I t- I totally totally felt that like a hundred and ten percent. And like, I think like even if you look back on our photos of of like when we first started, like you could even tell like I didn't even know how to dress. Like I didn't even know what was me because I was just get, like so used to just getting handed a costume and doing a weird hairstyle or something and just like getting into character and like, like, okay, this is my character. And this is, you know, when I got off, I didn't really care about any of that. I was just like, whatever, like I just got off and put any old jacket or whatever. Like it, it was more also like, it's like you find your own personal like style and like, I don't know, it's like, it like reflects on your outer style as well. You know, it's like a whole like transformation of like who you are, like as a person. And I I feel like I had to kind of like think back even when I was younger of like, what do I like? Or how did I perform like, you know, even in high school, like when we first performed together, it was like my first time ever playing in a band, like in high school. And, like, how did I act? Like, what was my performing style like? She was like that, man. Just like how she, how you, how you saw her, you know, a few years ago uh, in, in that bike that bike show. She <laughs> was like that in high school, and she's still like that today. I, 
and a, a lot of people always tell me, you know, like, you know, I, I sing too and I, you know, play guitar. They're like, well, why, why don't, why aren't you a solo artist? I'm like, go watch Cristela perform. I, I just want to be a part of that. Like, she's incredible, you know? So yeah, she's a master at that, man. And and so are you. I, I, I remember a lot of shows like uh, with, with your voice, I feel like it just carried through the room. Like, yeah. I, I feel like you and Cristela have that in common of like, very recognizable voices mm-hmm. so uh I yeah agree. I agree. that has a lot to do with it if your voice has a character and is recognizable that confidence and that persona is gonna come right. out it's gonna be there and and you know it it's interesting because like that you're talking about like character and stuff like that it's like i feel like recently i i find myself kind of diving into those acting skills again of like performance and like using my voice and playing with it a little bit more you know like I never had a time where I could just like grow and develop and like figure out all these different voices and like I was like oh I haven't used this part of my voice since musical theater like I want to use that voice again you know like there were certain strengths that I had back then that now I'm starting to tap into again and it, it just feels really good like now I'm starting, to, I, I'm feeling like I'm starting to mix both worlds like together, but it's like in a form of like, this is who I am, you mm-hmm. know, like, so it, it feels really, really good. And I, I do feel like having that experience, like it definitely helps sometimes like, like, I don't know, I, I won't say like we're characters, but sometimes it's like this thing of like i don't know if you feel like when you're on stage like you feel like a totally different person like you just feel more confident and like i don't know you're just like on top of the world and i feel like sometimes like before you perform like you get in this mindset and like even though it's not a character it's nobody else it's it's still you but it's like another side and you just tap into that mode mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's, it's just something that happens and it, it could, it could possibly even be like a similar thing of like, like when you put on a certain hat or you put a certain hairdo for me, it's sometimes it's like that or something, you know, like something, it, it could even just be something like that or just like the way you think like before you perform. And I just feel like it just makes you feel like, okay, this is me, this is my time, but it's, it still kind of has like a similar musical theater kind of vibe. Like before you go on stage, you know, like what, what you're thinking about and what's your objective when you're going out. Like, I think that's like the most important thing, like as a performer, especially now that I'm realizing is like how important your objective is. Like, what do you want to accomplish? Like who, what audience do you want to touch? You know, like that's like the most important thing and like how you're going to make the other person feel on the other side. Yeah. So here's a question for you off of that. Um, what do you want to accomplish uh, with no grudges, ideally, you know? So for no grudges, like I definitely, it's like, it's no grudges. Like I, I, I want people to get that vibe of just 
um, like, especially for me at that time, I felt like I had to change my mindset and I wanted to move forward. I didn't want to hold on to all the things that we went through. Like we went through a lot of things that people do not know, you know? So our band went through a lot of things and I felt like, you know what? Like, I just want to move forward. I don't want to hold any grudges. Like, I don't want to hold on to things. I want to keep moving forward. You know, I don't, I, I don't want to have any regrets of like, oh, I shoulda, coulda, woulda, or whatever. Like, I, I, I want the audience to feel that too. Like, I want them to feel inspired, like when they see us or, Especially now, I, I feel like even our, our songs are kind of like transforming into that kind of mindset. So I, I definitely want people to feel good and like feel empowered and uh, to get out and to, to do something, whatever that thing is for them, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like it, it's just like that mind, that mindset for me. I, I, yeah, I I love that name because I feel like it's both um, other people, like people maybe that wronged or hurt you. Like, um, and also when you're talking about other people that may have wronged or hurt you, including mm-hmm. in that, also we tend to hurt ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And then we tend to beat ourselves up. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so then like one of the most important things like that I've been working through also is like, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like I'm going to learn from the mistakes I made, but yeah, I want to go forward. So I'm going to like forgive myself for what I didn't know before sometimes, you know? Yeah. 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 That's a big thing, man. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, and I want to, and I have to put this, this disclaimer uh, just because, like, you know, media is media and everything that we say does, it, it stays out there forever. Like, a lot of people message me and they said, oh, there's no grudges about L-Train breaking up. Is that why you named it No Grudges? It's not really it. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, it's, it was sad. But we don't have animosity towards people we share the stage with. Stage yeah. with. Like, I, I, those were my brothers. We, we went to yeah. war together. You know, did I disagree with our past members or other people we worked with? Sure. Yeah. But, like, what No Grudges is really about, it's about the outside forces, the labels, the managers, the music industry people that really, really came against us. Like, like things to make your skin crawl, things that I don't know when we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you have had your share of experiences mm-hmm. of music industry professionals that, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, whatever. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I, 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 cause I'll go on and on and on because oh I, I'm God. from New York and like, I have no filter, but like that no grudges, it, it was kind of like, you know what, all these industry people that say this about us and that, and all these experiences, F that we make art for ourselves mm-hmm. and yeah. mm-hmm. we make art for ourselves, but we, we want to serve the audience that loves us. We're not making it so you can like us. We make it 
so that it's good enough or our, our music is good enough for the audience that it's you know that it's set for which if you know there's a very that's a very marketing uh question you know very marketer question you know who's your audience it's it, it's people that want to be honest with themselves people that do not live in la la land people that want to self-reflect like how, how do i really feel today you know what are my challenges today you know like our music is is very self-reflective now. It's not so much about New York. Hey, this is going on in New York. The rent is still too damn high, blah, blah. It's not just about that. It's personal. It's really deeply personal. Yeah. So I, 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 that's the energy I want No Grudges to put forth, is like get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so what's the new single, the upcoming single? What's that one called? Like, what's it about? (laughs) So uh, our upcoming single is actually a duet between Gabriel and I. And it's called Put It Together. And it's literally about our relationship. I, I, I think this is probably like the first love song that we've ever written, which is so crazy but it's it's really about like the the ups and downs like people go in relationships and how we still come together like no matter what and i feel like that's kind of like i it's so weird how like a lot of these songs like we wrote during l train but i feel like there's so much like no grudges like it it's it's like the essence of like the band of like you could go through this hardship but like keep pulling forward and like you know something great can come out of it and i i feel i don't know it's it's such an awesome song you ever feel that way alec like your your songs are prophetic like you wrote songs about stuff that you were gonna ha- that you were gonna go through in the future yeah yeah, it's so, it's so creepy. A lot of our songs were just concepts. Like, oh, why don't we write about this? And then, like, we we went through it, like, two, three years yeah. later, after the fact, after recording it. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, super creepy. Like, we have those super creepy powers as artists. Like, tell, yeah. tell the future. <laughs> it's very... That's... Because we're artists, we think it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just wrote that song. No, that's... We're creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... Creepy, not it's not so in the negative term, not in a negative term. Like we're different. Like a lot of our songs that we wrote, it was like I think about. Like, I don't even know where they came from. Like, yeah, and we're we're about to release a lot of them, and and that's another thing. Like in terms of production, like it's taken us a while to get our songs mixed and mastered because like there's no one around anymore that really. Oh crap! I don't want to because I engineer <laughs> as well. Please, God, I'm not insulting all New York City engineers. It's to, an engineer that really has the time to pay attention to detail when it comes to the live band. A lot of those guys are far and yeah. few in between. There's not many of those guys that will really sit there and, like, really mix a live band well. And it's understandably, it is understandably yeah. so because we don't have the budgets that right. bands in the 80s and 90s and 70s had right so it's not that the engineers got worse no engineering is, is better than ever but it's like a lot of people don't understand like when you're mixing a live band it is not 
That's what's so, I must be, I know we share this frustration is that what's frustrating is there are artists that have a great sound that I like, like a great recorded sound, Mm -hmm. but that cannot perform live. And it's frustrating when you're like, I, you know, I know that we can actually perform live. Like we could actually deliver the goods live. We just don't Mm -hmm. have the budget to mix to like mix and master it properly to capture what we're doing um and then the other big budget is the marketing budget mm-hmm. um yeah it's just frustrating because it's just like yes <laughs> and and that's where yeah you have to <laughs> not hold grudges about like you know what i mean because it doesn't <laughs> do any good to like to sit I'm there and do on that you know yeah. Like yeah. sitting there being jealous about that, even though it's not fair and all of that, it's like me yeah. sitting here being angry about it doesn't change the situation. No. It makes me angry. Like Exactly. And se- secondly, a lot of a lot of times a bands like us, we have spent thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars yeah. to recording engineers and mixing engineers. When in reality, like, at least I felt like in our case, and this is maybe a knock at ourselves, in our case, we just really needed to go back and practice. Yeah. If we, were, if we, if yeah. we like there's been times in the studio where we didn't know our material and because we were playing this venue and that venue and this person said, we're cool, we, came, we stepped into the studio with an ego. Right. And like, you'll realize that the, the recording engineer or the mixing engineer is definitely a, a huge part of the process but the band's got to be tight. That's a big, big one too, I think. Like, and I'm thinking about it like right now, like as a actor, as a singer, just as an artist, like really humbling myself and being like, you know, as like, if you think about, like when I think about the first year I'm the Third was playing as a band and at the beginning we thought we were really good, but then it was like a few months in, it's like, oh, now we're starting to get good. And then it was like a year later, it's like, we were not good like at all, like when we thought we were. Um, And now like kind of, especially in New York, where there's so many great artists, great talent, Mm -hmm. like sometimes realizing, yeah, like you said, I need to work harder and it's hard because I want to be successful and all of that. Mm-hmm. But to trust that really, and this is like a really good thing, and I think you're touching on it, like one of the great things that you're doing right now, performing every week, having the time to like sit and like sometimes just be still and think, sometimes yeah. take things in, process them, practice, like you're actually having time to like, to approach the work, like it's a really interesting time to be an artist, because I think there's a lot of great work happening right now. Um, we have no idea what the fruits of the labor are going to be. Like the fruits, there's some immediate like connections happening right now, um, but we are still in this like pause. But it's like, for me, I really wanna take forward from this is like, yeah, like the rehearsal, the like daily, every day trying to do something or trying to and trying to keep expanding that 
-hmm. that ultimately I don't control where the ship is going, but it's like, if I keep doing the work, like, and the work, not the like, like the performance is part of it too, but like, keep doing the like daily work that's like, that you don't get rewarded for, that like, you will end up where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's a hard. Man, that's, I couldn't have said it better. That's exactly what I feel. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> totally agree. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Is there anything else? <laughs> well, okay, um, both of my parents almost died like a few months ago. And that changed my attitude on life my my both of them are still recovering from covid and i realized how spoiled i was i was like before the quarantine and you would think that as new yorkers like if you have you know kind of like a small apartment and you know you go out here and there that you you don't think that you have much or you or that you you're not a part of high society but i just started to realize like i did not celebrate the little things if i can leave this interview with that i would tell everyone celebrate the little things especially if you're an artist yourself if you got two more likes than you did yesterday celebrate that if if you have just 10 viewers rather than five celebrate that i agree celebrate those little achievements because there's somewhere somebody in the world that would love to have that problem. That would love to have that problem of, oh, I didn't get this many streams today or, or only this many people saw my viewers, you know? Like, right. I, I like it, it, mentally I, I got into a really dark place, you know, this year with, with seeing my parents go through that. So I'm just trying to, like my, my whole vibe has been to give light and yeah. And to tell people like every single moment, the fact that you can make art is the yeah. reward. It's not that if it were successful and we make money, man, I can't wait. Like, and we've done it. We've actually been doing really well with these, these live streams. So it's possible, but it's not why we do it. We do it because we can, you know, there's a saying yeah. by, um, I forget the, the, the person, but the, the, the saying is, oh, uh, um, Chris Hedges, he's a writer, political writer. And he said, he basically says, fight because you can, not because you will win. Mm. Fight because you can. So that's what I want to leave. That's yeah. the philosophy of our band. We, yeah. we play music because we can, not because, you know, it's some kind of, you know, like career choice for us. It's, right. it's a. Yeah. And, uh, I'm I'm actually glad, glad that you actually mentioned like to enjoy the small little victories because that was like one thing that I did not realize like I never I never like celebrated like the little things or like oh I did I accomplished this this week like oh I'm going to go out like maybe I'll have a drink today or maybe I'll just have a pizza or like some kind of thing of like I did this 
today I accomplished this and now I'm rewarding myself. And I feel like it's like a very, I don't know if it's a New York thing. I feel like for me, it's, it's could be like a New York mentality of like, we're just always going and going that we never have a time to reflect and say like, wow, I actually accomplished this and this was better than last time. Like you have to like, you have to re reward yourself like any little small little victory, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, I never realized that until um, we actually, I'm going to give her a shout out. Rockstar Planner. Her, her name Suze. is Suze. She's been helping us out so much in the last few months. And she, she has a planner for musicians. And she's been helping us uh, the last few months. And like to make sure like you stay on your goals every single week whatever it is and to also just be grateful for like the things that you have and like to really reflect and be like wow like i'm thankful i live here like no matter how small or big or whatever it is but you're thankful for that and i'll never forget when i was like oh my god like we did we accomplished whatever this week and this is so exciting and she's like did you guys celebrate and i was like oh my god yeah like, that's still like, a very foreign concept to me because i hate going to the club I hate, like, I hate, like, because that's our job, like, us as performers, but when somebody's like, hey, let's go out to a bar, let's go out to a club, I'm like, that's the last place I want to go. But, <laughs> but literally, but literally, any, any, any kind of celebration, any celebration, it no, doesn't no. have to but be yeah, it doesn't have to be that, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a drink. I like fruit snacks, okay? I like lotus <laughs> fruit snacks, okay? Exactly. Don't it judge me! It could be a fruit snack. <laughs> it could be a fruit snack. It could, it could be anything. It could literally be anything. But as long as you reward yourself, you, you have a little celebration. Like, I did this. Gummy worms. <laughs> I, it, it's funny because I used to have a chip on my shoulder about seeing plays or seeing, like, shows. Like, where it'd be, like, a thing where it's, like, I would enjoy them, but I'd also be like, I should be up there, <laughs> like, really. And then of the last couple of years, like, or, or especially this last year before the pandemic, like I went to a lot more plays than, than I was before. And like realizing it's like, you know, they say you're a product of the five people you spend the most time with. And yeah. so all of a sudden being at the plays, seeing like running into people I know and then seeing the people that they know and realizing I'm a part of a community um mm -hmm. also the chip is different because I don't think like I left acting because I was yeah there was just a toxic mentality that I had um where I was like kind of thinking of it as a competition now I don't I think like everybody we're all on the same team and right. so if it's not me I'd love to celebrate somebody else Mm -hmm. um, and then being there, yeah, it's good. But I feel you, I don't enjoy the club either, but I do want to go <laughs> and see more more shows when things Yeah, I up. agree, yeah. Because now yeah. I'm missing, you know, now yeah. also, yeah. Yeah. I wish I could see a show yeah. right now, you know? Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. I, I, um, if I could have, like, if I could see other people's live streams, I go on there, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, if, if you're asking for some tips, I'll try to tip you something, you know, like that's the way that I could do it right now. Like if, if I could support any way that I can, I'm going to do it, you know. One store, if people want to understand what the music scene is, right? They say, what can we do for the scene? What can you Okay, this is what you can do. If you look at any street in the world, if only one business is doing well, that business is doomed. Mm. That whole block needs to do well for that neighborhood and for that economy to do well. So if you think sharing another band's uh, link is going to somehow hurt you, you are wrong. If there's anyone listening, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I say it like Trump. (laughs) Share your friend's links. Always. Do it nonstop because the more that we all share, yeah, the bigger our arena yeah. becomes. It's you know, very. It's I very I'll true. never understand indie musicians with egos. What is your ego? Where is it validated on? I, I, You're well, really cool in a in a in a city. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the. I mean, the best shows, especially like those shows it's like the best ones are like when all the other bands are great mm-hmm. and like their fans get to see you you know what i mean there's like a cross pollination mm-hmm. um, and inspire like you just learn more that way and like yeah you get more up like it's like when you put things in like you get things out like that's just how it works yeah totally agree yeah just support support local musicians share you know it it really helps Uh, i'm not gonna lie like you know we always tell our like whoever's watching our live stream like hey share this link you know like it'll help us and we always see the numbers going up and i feel like that's even how like someone like tony canal like saw our videos because somebody wrote a comment on there and literally tagged him in it and he just happened to like go on it like that doesn't happen all the time you know so it's like you i feel like you know we we really need to support each other more and yeah just keep sharing and because of the pandemic you know it, it i i personally feel like because of the pandemic there there are there's someone like Tony from No Doubt that maybe has more time on his hands to actually look at your band now, you know? So this is actually a time where, you know, you should keep grinding, you know, any way that you can, you know, study. This is a time for growth, you know, and just keep working. And if you don't feel inspired at the moment to write a new song, that's okay, you know? I think we're too hard on ourselves sometimes too. Yeah, no, it's definitely that balance of like, definitely if you can, you should. And also if you need self-care, like there's no wrong way to do the pandemic. Um, But I have, yeah, definitely also found overall for me personally, it's been a net positive thing. And it is like mindset, reflection, um, being in New York, yeah go 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 is the mode there is no pause so to have a pause is like yeah this 
hopefully we won't won't have this again. Um, but yeah, this is like a once in a lifetime or once in several lifetimes things. Right. You know? So yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh so one final question, um, and this is up to you, but do you feel like singing or performing anything? Oh, um. we don't really have anything set <laughs> up. Uh, why, why don't we do something short and sweet? Because we don't have anything set up. But yeah, we don't. We you, don't have they, anything. They'll hear us set acoustically. Up. They'll hear us like this. I mean, if you want to hear us, you know, without the mic and without the amp, we could yeah, do a little something. Right, if y'all are comfortable with it, why, why don't we just put things? you on the spot? Um, it's been a while since since we. I used to have a lot of performer like music on the podcast, but it's been been a while, so it'll be a nice. Nice. Well, I, I have to tune. I have to tune up half a step. I tune my into one second. <laughs> and when, and when usually you have like a single? whole setup. Yeah. What happened? Um, when do you think the single's coming? Uh, we start to plan. I'm, I'm, a ho I'm hoping in October. Well, we, we, we still got to figure some things out. Mm -hmm. It's definitely uh, October. We just don't have the actual date. But it's yeah. yeah. It, should, it should be in October. Definitely before November, for sure. Uh, we want to release it. Well, keep me posted on that, um, and I'll try to time the release of this episode around then. Oh, that'll be dope. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's amazing. All right, yeah. cool, man. All right, so this this is uh, you want to do put it together, I guess, or is we it? could, yeah, we could. You want to do put it together? All right, let's do it. Might as well. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah. Hopefully, you can hear it. These conversations in my mind I started again, baby Trying to read between the lines Of all that you say One way climb up to the top We fall down even harder I think I'm losing you, why should I even bother? Oh, oh, oh. Push me, pull me, don't think I can hold on any longer. Oh, oh, your hands are cold as a feet I can even conquer. Oh, oh, sometimes when I'm in the heat, I think I'm going crazy. But one thing that I know is I can't sleep without my baby. Wow.
about that that's the tell you know how i mentioned earlier how music starts at the voice you want to know if a band is really good take away the expensive amp take away all that stuff let's see if the band members can sing their parts that's how you know so challenge me i don't care if if i'm sleeping (laughs) come break into my house bring the whole bring like a whole like you know marching band wake me up and then if i can play my song well then I know my song. <laughs> well, it sounded good to me. Um, definitely know it. And yeah, that sounded good. So I look forward to that, to, to hearing the, and sharing the oh, thing. Not to make it to the house with the marching band. <laughs> Sorry. I have a weird imagination. I apologize. Well, it's going to have to happen at some point, you know? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, thank you, man. Thank you for having us on. We really yeah, appreciate thank that. You. Thank you. It's good to see you. Um, thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing y'all in the future. Um, yes. 
the, the unknown future. Right. Uh, but thank you. Pleasure. Aww. Let it be so, man. Thank you. And same, same from here. Please, uh, you know, let us know anything that we could share of yours. Yes. You know, just please. let us know. Likewise. Well, it's good. I'm glad we reconnected. Woo! Uh, that's what it's all about. Those were the days. I can't believe. Like I almost started tearing up when he brought up that that motorcycle club. Because I don't know if you remember, the cops came and we had to all be silent. Do you remember that? But we yeah. had to all up, yeah. and we were we were we were mid song. We were, -song. Like, we were like that, and then the the, the bouncer <laughs> was like, "Yo, the cops left," and we were like, "One, two, three, four, bitch!" <laughs> yeah, that's the best moment of my life. Oh my god. What a crazy, crazy time. Mm -hmm. Good times, good times, good times. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. More good times to come. Yes. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Well, All right. Cool. Saturday night. You too, man. All you right, so too. let us know. And we, we love you so much, man. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Awesome. So that was Cristala Gonzalez and Gabriel Castellar, formerly known as the L Train, now known as No Grudges. And I can't think of a better way to kick off 2021 Bushwick Variety Show. Um, shout out to them for, for doing that live and, and actually unplugged. Like more unplugged than MTV's unplugged. Um, just on the spot performance. Uh, that that wasn't very cool of me to to not warn them, um, but I just wanted to, I knew that they could do it. Um, they are the real deal. You heard it here. Um, definitely follow them. Check the notes in the, you know, check the links in the show notes. Follow them. Support them. Uh, and yeah, don't have any grudges for, for what's happened. You know, let's move forward. Let's get it this 2021 as you saw, that was recorded a while ago. I have another thing, a number of things in the can. I've just been sitting on, like I said, the end of 2020 got the best of me. Uh, now it's time to get up, move forward, and go from here. Um, where we want to go, that's up to us. That's up to me. That's up to you. So I want to go towards greatness, and I want to see you there. So, So let's get up. Let's get after it. Let's not hold any grudges for, for what happened before. Let's be thankful and let's see, let's see each other, you know, best versions of ourselves in the near future. All right. Do what you do. Share with the world. I'll be here. Um, I promise I'll be here more regularly, back to more regularly scheduled programming. Thank you for your patience. I love you. And thank you for listening again. Take care. Peace.